Gresham College presents The Folly of Discount-Based Valuations by Dr. Con Keating. It's very difficult, having followed our, following on from so many presentations, not to bore you to death with the same material. The topic is social preference rates, time rates. The, and what I want to begin by saying, I want to make a very important point. This is all part and parcel of the neoliberal financialization of everything agenda. Um, that makes the Green Book, appraisal and evaluation in central government, um, probably the most dangerous piece in the world. And if anyone doesn't really understand why, they should go away and read some of the elementary textbooks on the psychology of money. People really don't want their lives financialized, and good on them. Um, the rate specified, as we've heard several times, is three and a half real. It has a term structure, and this is the term structure contained in that. Now, this is the Ramsey formula as a set of um, equations, and I'm hoping that I've got a pointer on here. No, I haven't got a pointer in here. What I want to, the point I want to make is really this. This formula is deterministic. And yet we're talking about periods as long as 400 years. You cannot deal with uncertainty more than that. Ordinarily, we would introduce another term there beyond that to account for the stochastic or uncertain nature of the, the Ramsey formula. And the catastrophe risk item that is currently contained within that first term, the row here, uh, rightly belongs beyond that. Okay? It belongs as a separate addition. And the thing about that term is that it is stochastic, it is uncertain. That means, and it follows quite simply from the mathematics of this stuff, that rather than increasing rates, as was done in the, in the derivation of the 3.5% treasury rate, um, it should in fact operate in the other way. And if anyone wants to have an explanation of the mathematics, I'll do that during the lunch time. So that's 1.5%, 1% of which is their catastrophe term. It shouldn't be there. That takes it down to 2.5% uh, and is probably sensible. In fact, FAS, that's the European Federation of Financial Analysts, where I run the research commission, um, in fact recommended a real discount rate to Treasury in the consultation they had a few years back of between 2 and 2.5% two and real. The, in general, the effect of uncertainty is to lower discount rates. So the term structure that we see here is fundamentally correct. This is what uncertainty does. It's not about introducing risk premium. It's quite the opposite. Uh, Christian Gollier and I wrote a little piece on that about uh, 15, no, actually more like 20 years ago. Um, the... Now, there are numerous other ways of approaching project valuation. 
doing cost-benefit analysis and the like. And given that I was aware that time was going to be short today, uh, what I have done is I've left a copy of this on every chair. This is uh, a preliminary document for a series of research studies which are going to be done on uh, long-term care and the evaluation of long-term care. It's written by Bernard Casey from the London School of Economics. Um, what it's very useful for is it's, there is contained within it a good discussion of the non-discount rate approaches to social preference time rates. So that's what we say there. And now, the most commonplace for discount rates to be widely discussed is actually in funded pensions. And the most common actuarial method is to use the expected return on assets to discount the estimated ultimate liability, sorry, on the estimated ultimate liabilities. That comes with some problems. The, if the scheme is 75% funded, then an 8% discount rate, an 8% rate of return on your assets is in fact only 6% in the context of the fund overall. And there is absolutely no guarantee that uh, one would be able to go out and earn the 8% rate even if one had the funding to achieve that missing, 70, missing 25%. The, the standard which is really quite diabolic is the accounting standard. I wrote a paper for uh, Long Finance, uh, which is a financial analyst's view on this stuff. Uh, you'll find it on the Long Finance website. The, they specify that government bonds or corporate bond yields should be used in the evaluation of pension liabilities. Um, there are some real problems with this. Um, that rate is exogenous, um, which introduces both bias and volatility into valuations. The introduction of this accounting standard has done more to kill defined benefit pension schemes than anything else we have seen. The, I'm not alone in saying that this introduces volatility and bias. I saw John Grout, who used to be the, with the Association of Corporate Treasurers, <coughs> nodding rather well here, John. Um, perhaps the most damning criticism of the use of market rates is actually contained in some legal opinions and a number of other notes which were gathered and published by the local, local authority pension fund forum. And basically their conclusion and their legal opinions say that the current accounting standards in fact breach the overarching capital, sorry, the overarching accounting requirement of the Companies Act in that they do not present a true and fair view. Um, there's a huge argument going on between 
the Financial Reporting Council and the local, the local authority pension fund. I will say that for various reasons it becomes very obvious very quickly that this isn't a true and fair view. So I'll just come at this from a different standpoint, which is claims in bankruptcy. Um, right. What we're going to consider is the claim that would be admitted in bankruptcy proceedings. Okay. How much do you get to claim when they go bankrupt with respect to a liability your asset? Well, here's a 5% here's a zero-coupon bond. <coughs> then... The, the amount that I can claim, the amount that the court will recognise, the amount that the liquidator will credit me for is 78.353% of nominal value. Now, let's say I have another bond maturing on exactly the same date, but one which was issued at a 10% yield. Then this is going to have an admitted value of 62.092%. Okay. That also creates a real problem for those people who would try to use expected return on assets as a discount rate. It's very far from appropriate. The, this is no more or less than the claim arising from a cons conventional bond which is generally known as acceleration. And when a company files for bankruptcy, the principal advanced is accelerated and the unpaid coupons. In the other examples, it just happens to be that they're all wrapped up into the one thing, the principal that's due. The... Now, this is perhaps a really important point. There is no difference, or there should be no difference, between the accumulated value of an asset, i.e. that which comes forward, to that which is brought back. And in this type of approach, this is what's actually true. It isn't true if you use market rates. Um, if you use social discount functions of the treasury type, this just goes out the window. It doesn't even have to hold true. The, if you look at market prices of securities in distress, they actually reflect those differences, the differing amounts of claims. Okay. So those who would use market prices are in fact hoist on their own petard. The, what matters is what was originally promised, and pensions should be no different. The rate promised is the in of a pension this is, is the internal rate of return that equalizes contributions and expected payments. That's detailed extensively in the long finance paper, the title of which I actually can't remember, Michael. Keep your lid on. Keep your lid on, thank you. No, keep your lid on. <laughs> yeah. um, which was written with early Setegren from the Swedish Pensions Agency and Andrew Slater. Um, whether or not that promise is secure depends on the profitability of the sponsor company. The, it really is as simple as that. 
Now, it happens that UK private non-financial sector is pretty damn profitable. Uh, looking at the most recent ONS numbers, 12.9% is the return on capital of the private sector, private non-financial sector. Uh, sharply different between services and manufacturing, but nonetheless clearly perfectly sustainable in terms of pensions arrangements, given that the discount rates being applied to these pensions now are so low that they are insane. The, one of the more amusing episodes with, around pensions is back in the middle of the 1980s when interest rates were in the sort of eight area, we had pension schemes which were in surplus and Lamont applied a tax to any pension scheme which was more than 100% funded. The Yet at that point in time, the assets held against the liabilities held, the assets currently held were 11% of the ultimate liabilities. Today, everyone tells us that pensions are irretrievably broken and unachievable, and the average amount of assets held against the, average, against the ultimate pension liabilities is... 25%. In other words, they have a quarter in cash of what is needed. The, this is a case of looking simply down the wrong end of the telescope by using DCFs. And that is only too easy to do. The, the Germans, I think, adopted the most sensible approach to this. I actually had to deal with the Germans on behalf of the German Ship Owners Association a few years back on this topic of discount rates for chartered ships, chartered vessels. And I made an extensive presentation to the BaFin which decided it would not use market rates, corporate bond rates, uh, for charters, for bare boat charters, where the term of the charter was greater than three years. Most recently, in the context of insurance company regulation, and to a lesser extent pension regulation, it's not actually the BaFin for the pension regulation, they had to set an ultimate forward rate, which is not a real rate, this is a nominal rate but given where inflation is, it's pretty close to real as well. The, and the rate that they specified, in common actually with the Swedes, was a rate of 3.4%. Now, recently, in a presentation to the Bundestag's equivalent of Treasury Select Committee, they actually said that they expressly considered the profitability of the German corporate sector in setting that rate. That's where I'll leave it, and uh, you can get back to your coffee. For more information, please go to the Gresham College website, www.gresham.com.
www.ac.uk